then there's some who just can't stand it. But, you know, it's inevitable uh, that it will happen. And unless you happen to live in one of the states where it's illegal, and I'm talking about fireworks, of course. Now, every year, people, you know, who wish to uh, celebrate the, uh, you know, birthday of our country, you know, with a flash of color and a bang, either go to a professional display or enjoy uh, one of the tens of thousands of amateur ones across the country. And uh, tonight, not only did I want to discuss some, you know, fireworks etiquette, but, uh, you know, some safety tips and some advice and uh, laws concerning their use, as there seems to be a bunch of confusion out there about what and where certain things are legal or not. And uh, tonight we have a special guest, and if you listen to the Plant Doc show uh, around this time of the year before, you've probably heard him. His name's uh, Luke Marco, and he's the owner of Skyline Fireworks. And not only does Luke sell fireworks, but he's also licensed to do professional displays himself, which makes him about the perfect person to talk to, you know, concerning these, these issues. But before we go to the break, I did want to point out that, you know, as with most things, consideration has to be given. And, you know, people do need to understand that there's those, for whatever reason, that do not enjoy hearing the big bangs going off. You know, uh, some of them might be, you know, uh, mothers with uh, little tiny kids. Some of those uh, are, you know, uh, military, uh, suffering from shell shock, or I guess PC, the PC term is PTSD. Personally, I prefer to use shell shock because that gives you a much better description of what they're going through and why. Especially nowadays when people get, you know, PTSD from stubbing their toes, or so it seems. But, uh, you know, there's no shame in it, no matter what name you call it. And, uh, you know, okay, I was in the military, and when I came back, it bugged me a little bit, but I, go, I got over it uh, per, you know, fairly uh, quickly. But then again, I was not exposed to it for as long as some of these vets were. Uh, but serving, unfortunately, is a double-edged sword. On one hand, we fought for you to be able to celebrate the 4th in the way that you choose to. But at the same time, in the process of doing that for you, you know, some folks can't deal with the loud noises as well as others when they get back. And this does not mean that they're weak. Actually, quite the contrary. It means that they're probably dealing with issues that, uh, hey, if you weren't there, you could probably never even begin to fathom an understanding of it. So, uh, you know, this is never something to make fun of somebody about, please. Uh, you are a serious loser if you do that. But, uh, no. And I'm not saying, you know, you can't have a good time. But if you are going to have a party and enjoy some uh, pyrotechnics, you know, just don't drag it out for a week or two before the 4th. Uh, and end the noisy part of your celebration at a decent hour. It's much easier for people, you know, to deal with these issues, uh, who deal with these issues, to deal with it, you know, just for a night or two and, you know, a few hours uh, each night. And always remember, your hindrance is nothing compared to what these men and women uh, went through themselves. So, uh, you know, just keep that in mind, please. And like I said, I'm, it bugged me when I first got back. 
Uh, be honest with you, it's still, you know, it brings back memories. But, you know, memories are part of us. And I've chose to embrace it. It doesn't make me any better than anybody else. It's just the way that I deal with it. Uh, but, you know, you've got to, uh, you know, cut these people some slack. Uh, it is not a fake thing whatsoever, and, you know, for some people, it's a very, very real phenomenon. And, uh, again, I'm not trying to get you to not have fun, but just to be a little bit more considerate in the way that you might do it. Okay, we're going to go ahead and take a little bit of a break, take care of some business, hear some news, and we'll be right back here at 1410 WIZM and Lacrosse Talk PM in just a minute. And we're back. And uh, like I said, this evening we have Luke Marco from uh, Skyline Fireworks with us. Uh, thanks for coming back again, Luke. Well, thanks for having me. I appreciate uh, being here. Okay, now, uh, first off, I've got to ask you, how long, and I've known you for what, now five Six years now, I guess? Yeah, yeah probably six, yeah, seven years, yeah. Uh, how long have you been in this business? Uh, I've been doing fireworks for probably 15, 16 years. Oh, okay. Wow. Okay, now let's clear up uh, some legalities first. Oh, uh, and uh, before uh, we get going with this, I did want to mention, if we have time for callers, because there's a lot of stuff I wanted to cover this evening, if we have time for callers, uh, we will do so towards the end of the show. Uh, if you want to shoot me a text, uh, you can do so. Better Hearing Center talk and text line is 608-785-7914. Uh, and I will try to get your work your texts in when I can. But like I said, there's a lot of uh, material we want to cover, though, tonight. Okay? And if uh, you know, might be able to open up uh, to callers towards the end of the show. Okay. Now, let's uh, go to uh, clear up some of the uh, legalities. Now, there's basically two types of fireworks, the ones that go up in the air and go kaboom or lay in the ground and go kabang, and safe and sane. Now, what, it, what are the, the distinguishing factors between, the legal distinguishing factors between? Well, the safe and sane fireworks are the fireworks that you'll find uh, when you go to Menards or Walmart. Um, they don't leave the ground. They, uh, they're like fountains and uh, smoke bombs and um, snaps, those are your safe and sane fireworks. And those are legal for everyone to buy and use any time of the year. It doesn't even need to be the 4th of July. Is there an age restriction on buying them? Or? Um, actually, no, there isn't on safe and sane fireworks. Okay. Um, you know, we don't sell them to anyone under the age of 16 just to be safe. Okay. And now, I heard anything that goes bang is not safe and sane, but what about crackle? Crackling is, is, there's a lot of fountains that crackle. There's even fountains called crackling fountains. Uh, they're perfectly mm-hmm. legal for people. Uh, so is there like a fine line there that? No. If it stays on the ground, if it's a fountain, it's perfectly legal. Okay. So uh, that one that I love that you guys sell, the power outage. Yep. That is safe and sane? Yes, sir. Oh, wow. Okay. I would have figured it wouldn't have been. No, it's uh, it's loud, and it's really cool. Yeah, they are loud. I'll give you that. They are neat. <laughs> yeah, it's one of my favorites. Kids love them. Uh, okay, now, uh, so let's see. That covers uh, who can buy them. Uh, now, where can safe and sane fireworks be used? 
Safe and sane fireworks can be used anywhere that is safe to light off fireworks. You can do them in your driveway, your backyard, your neighbor's driveway. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> anywhere that they're safe to use. Um, you know, you don't want to do it in a, in a field when there's a burn ban, but uh, you can use safe and sane fireworks anywhere as long as it's safe. Okay. And you know, mentioned uh, the burn ban. Uh, what are some good you know, uh, prepping a site up, uh, you know, for the safe and sane fireworks. Uh, you know, if you're just doing fountains, smoke bombs. I know one of the questions, it happens every year on the Plant Doctor Show. The week after the 4th of July, I get all these emails and uh, uh, phone calls about, I've got all these different colored spots in my lawn. <laughs> Or these big dead spots? Were you lighting off fireworks back there? Were you lighting off smoke bombs? Uh, and you could hear the woman just staring at her husband with <laughs> these eyes like, I'm going to divorce you any second. <laughs> <laughs> and it happens every year. What's some good ideas for uh, prepping up sites? Well, what we do um, with fountains especially is we put down plywood or um, subflooring, and we actually glue them to the board so they can't tip over while they're going off. And it's real easy to clean up when you're done also. And we also water the site uh, as much as we can uh, prior to lighting them off to keep the ground nice and damp so it doesn't burn. Okay, that makes sense. And what are some good things to have on hand you know, when you're... Bucket of water, uh, hose. We always have a hose, mm -hmm. uh, several hoses. Buckets of water, fire extinguishers if they're available. Um, you know, that's those are the best things. Okay. And just because they're, uh, it, the term form is safe and sane, uh, it doesn't necessarily mean that they are 100% safe for all kids and stuff like that. No, abso absolutely. Um, they, <laughs> they still say sparklers are the most dangerous firework uh, because kids get burned on them. Mm -hmm. you know, they end up on the ground, the kid steps on them. Uh, so you got to be careful with all fireworks. All fireworks are dangerous. Uh, they can burn you. So always use them, you know, with uh, parental supervision or, you know, at least somebody that's uh, got a few years on them. Absolutely. And uh, as far as uh, the uh, less safe or less sane, otherwise known as, you know, the fun stuff. Yeah. Uh, that's basically anything that's not safe and sane, right? Correct. We, I call them Class C consumer-grade fireworks, but uh, uh, safe and sane fireworks are also Class C consumer-grade. But uh, those are your fireworks that are more like your whistling bottle rockets, your Roman candles, um, firecrackers, things like that. Mm -hmm. those, are, those are a little bit more dangerous. Mortars, yes. cakes that yep. go up in the air. Absolutely. All that good stuff. Now, legally, who can buy them? Anybody can buy, possess, uh, and even sell those fireworks. There's a, you know, some towns hold different rules, but um, there's no age limit for selling or for buying. Oh, buying! Oh, yeah. There's definitely an age limit. Uh, we don't sell anything, uh, anything classy consumer to anyone under the age of 18. Okay. So if you're not 18, we can't sell you Roman candles and whistling bottle rockets mm -hmm. and firecrackers. And you will be proofed at Skyline. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, we definitely ID people, so we've had problems in the past. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's there's good reasons why they have these laws and stuff like that, too. But uh, we'll get into that uh, a little bit in a bit. Now, this is where I know there is a lot of uh, 
misconceptions, contentions, and everything else. Uh, how can they be used legally? Uh, let's start off with, uh, do you need a permit? 99% of the time, you need a permit to light off um, Roman candles, bottle rockets, uh, mortars. You're supposed mm-hmm. to get a permit from your local municipality. A lot of people don't on the 4th of July, um, but it's a smart thing to do. And some towns don't even offer uh, permits to their citizens, and that, and that makes it hard. Um, you know, you pretty much are forced to break the law if you want to enjoy mm-hmm. your 4th of July. And, uh, you know, we try to work with towns and, and uh, get them to offer the permits to their you know, to the people that live in their towns, and some towns just make it harder. Now, you actually worked or were instrumental with something with Shelby, right? Yeah, we worked uh, with the town of Shelby here in La Crosse County, and they actually made it legal without a permit four days before the 4th, the 4th of July, of course, and four days after the 4th for anybody to shoot off any of those fireworks without a permit, as long as it's four days before the 4th, and uh, four days after, as long as there's no burn ban, it's perfectly legal. And is there a time limit? In there too, or? Mm, I think it's just four days before and four days after. Okay. I don't think. I mean, obviously, they don't want people lighting them off at midnight or one o'clock in the morning. Yeah. But uh, you know, if you're done by ten thirty, eleven, I think you'd be fine. Okay, and that's awesome. And uh, there's a few towns that even open up like uh, ball fields and stuff like that. Too, yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I've heard of a lot of towns. I don't know them specifically, but I've heard a lot of people saying that um, they open up ball fields in certain spots, uh, designated areas for parents to take their kids to light off. Their fireworks, uh, which makes it very safe for everyone that way. Yeah, no, it used to be great. I don't think they do it anymore, but we used to go uh, camping every 4th of July, and we'd go down to Goose Island, and uh, everybody would bring their fry- fireworks down there, and we would all light them off from the beach down at Goose Island at a certain time. Mm-hmm. Uh, they would start at a certain time, and it would end when... We ran out of fireworks, which <laughs> was really cool because when you've got 50 people bringing down fireworks, that's one long show. Yeah, a lot of fun, a lot of fun. <laughs> I mean, everything from, you know, bottle rockets to, you know, some serious mortar rounds going <laughs> off. Uh, we had a lot of fun doing that. Good old days. <laughs> yep. Okay. Uh, now, uh, are there any places that... Uh, Okay, well, let me ask you this. Uh, generally, uh, are there charges for the uh, permits, or uh, is it a nominal fee? Is it really expensive? Well, or? like the, the town of Onalaska doesn't charge. They ask that you come in ahead of time. They make sure that you're in a safe spot to light off your fireworks. Uh, they need to notify the county police and the fire department 48 hours ahead of time. So you want to get there a week or two early and ask for your permit for your day. And, you know, make sure you schedule a rain date on that permit just in case it rains. Mm-hmm. And uh, usually they, you don't have a problem getting one um, there. Um, so, yeah. Okay. Um, how about uh, any of the other towns? Uh, West Salem? Uh... Well, West Salem, they offer permits. Uh, the town of Hamilton, the town of Burns, um, they all offer permits. Um and you just need to get there ahead of time and, and give them some some, some That's room. Up. Yep. Okay. Uh, how about Holman? Holman is a little different. Um, they don't like to hand out a permit to anybody. Um, it's a rigorous process. You need they make you go and see the uh, fire chief, and uh, it's kind of up to the chief of the fire department. Um, it's it's a little tougher in Holman. Wow, with all the fireworks I hear going off up in Holman, <laughs> none of those are legal, huh? Well, that's yeah. Well. Wow. Yeah, me, I know. I, I hear them, too. <laughs> uh, 
Okay. Now, what if, do you know anything about, like, uh, the river, uh, going out in the river? Oh, absolutely. Um, they've had, they got a lot of new laws now with, um, the, uh, with the river and the, um, DNR conservation areas. They, uh, it's a big ticket if you get caught out there lighting off fireworks. They, Anywhere on the river? Almost. Almost. Mm-hmm. On the sandbars, they really don't want people lighting off fireworks, and, uh, and they're patrolling it more. Um, people are still lighting them off. I see it every year. Um, but the areas where the birds are, you know, the actual habitat areas, um, they're really patrolling them hard because, um, you know, I think it scares the, the migrating birds away, mm-hmm. and, uh, you know, they're, they're really worried about fires also. Okay. Uh, I, we used to go down to uh, the uh, riverfront for uh, Riverfest every year. Mm-hmm. And, of course, the fireworks over at Pettybone. And, uh, yeah, they always used to fall on the same night you did them. So that's why <laughs> we couldn't do them for a uh, few years for the longest time. But uh, it would never fail. You know, they'd close off the river about, you know, a mile down and mile up from uh, the beach where they're shooting off the fireworks, or the section of Pettybone where they're shooting them off at. And there would always be some idiot out there anchored, launching cakes <laughs> from the bow of his boat. And it's like, how stupid can you be? Oh, yeah, that little alcohol-induced, I think. Yeah, uh, I, that goes without saying. Uh, alcohol and gunpowder Definitely don't mix. No, bad idea. Very bad idea. That's even worse than alcohol and gasoline. Trust me. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you what. Uh, we're going to have to take a break here and take care of a little bit of uh, business, uh, a little bit of news, but we'll be right back here at 1410 WYZM Lacrosse Talk PM. Uh, like I said before, uh, if we get some spare time towards the end of the show, we'll open up uh, the phone to uh, calls, but otherwise you can go ahead and drop me a text, too. Uh, libertarian guy uh, said one, uh, there's nothing special about the 4th or the 5th, but there's certainly special about Independence Day, which happens to fall on the 4th. And you are 100% right, unless you're in Canada, and that's when it falls on the 5th. And we're back at Lacrosse Talk PM, and tonight we have Luke Marco uh, from Skyline Fireworks with us, answering some questions about... Uh, Oh, uh, safe uh, legalities, uh, just some good common sense uh, answers about, uh, you know, dealing with fireworks and such. Uh, Now, okay, we were talking about towns a minute ago, uh, you know, and permits. What if you live outside of town? And, you know, gosh knows this is Wisconsin. We've got a few farms in the area, one or two at least. Uh, you know, what about, you know, those type, you know, the rural areas? Uh, do they fall under any type of uh, jurisdiction? or? Well, whatever the closest town is to them, the county that they live in, they should notify and uh, find out if there is a permit. And usually the rural areas will just uh, issue a burn permit. Oh, okay. and, and they'll let them use that as their fireworks permit. Oh, that makes sense. That makes total sense. Okay. Now, let's talk about some... Uh, uh, we talked about site prep for uh, the safe and sane. Of course, site prep for uh, the less safe and <laughs> less sane, the fun stuff, uh, is going to be a little bit different. Uh, some of the things will be the same, I would imagine, you know, like wetting the area down and such, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, for racks, now, if you're if you're doing mortars and your big big shows, we we tend to try and tie them down, stake them down with three rod. That way they can't tip over. The last thing you want to do is have a mortar rack tip over while it's uh, shooting off. And, yeah. 
and <laughs> pointing back toward your crowd. That's right. <laughs> that would definitely ruin the night. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, uh, you guys use a reinforcement rod, uh, like you said, but even uh, the the tubes that come with the, uh, the the mortar packages that you can buy, like the Excaliburs and stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, they've got... You know, it's a pretty sturdy tube. Yeah, high-density polyethylene tubes come with them. And, oh, by the way, don't be that stupid person and use PVC. Yeah, don't do that. No, not a good idea. The stuff that uh, they make mortar tubes out of, it might look like it, but it's not. Yeah, it's not PVC. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, it looks like it's strong enough. You know, you set it out in the driveway, right? Uh, that should be fine. <laughs> Until you go to light it and... You know, it throws a balance off and it goes kerplunk, and then you've got a shotgun that's got a bore about, you know, two and a half inches across, pointing at somebody. Yeah, uh, way I found to do it, and, well, you see my racks, right? Uh, they're on uh, sheets of uh, two-by-sixes, and I just took them and I screwed those uh, things down. That's a great idea to do. Yep. And I've got uh, four tubes per rack, and... Uh, no, that way there, you know, the whole thing, each uh, one's like four foot long. There's no way it's going to tip over. That's right. It's got a lot of weight behind it. And, you know, you're safe to go. But even cakes, people don't realize accidents can happen with cakes. Oh, too. yeah. The smaller the cake, the easier they are. There's a lot of power coming out of each one of those shots. Some of those cakes are 100-shot cakes. Uh, you get one bad shot or one rough shot, and it's a small cake, it could tip over, and then you got another 90 shots that are about to go off, and you're going to fill the whole air and everywhere around you with uh, with mm-hmm. shots. So what we do is we PL400 them, which is subfloor cement. We PL400 them to subfloor boards, uh, and then they can't tip. Mm-hmm. And that works good. Uh, yeah, no tipping there whatsoever. Now, uh, as far as shooting off the cakes and stuff like that goes, now... Okay, I know a lot of times they will have, like, the uh, tissue paper over the top. Yep. A lot of times, uh, depending on the brands that you get, they will be wrapped in cellophane. Yep. How much of this stuff do you have to remove before lighting the fuse? Well, you don't have to remove any of it. You just need to remove the part to light the fuse. But what I tell people is, you know, after you light these off, all these shots shoot through the top of the cardboard. And the smart thing to do is to remove the top cardboard where the shells are so it does, so you don't have to clean up all the paper. It doesn't have to shoot through the paper, and it doesn't change the trajectory. It doesn't change anything. In fact, they actually shoot up a little higher without that paper on there. So. Yeah, it's not punched through the paper anymore. Exactly. Okay. Uh, you don't even have to remove the cellophane? The, you mean cellophane? You mean the clear plastic, the heavier plastic. Some of the stuff that I've seen actually comes in, you know, like, uh, I mean, Yes, I heavier than the stuff that you have around a pack of cigarettes. Yeah, well, those you do have to remove, and there should be a sticker on the top of every cake. And I, I, I tell everybody, read your cakes before you, before you light them off. Some of them are directional. Uh, some of them don't just shoot straight in the air. Some of them fan across the whole sky. So I tell people, you know, make sure you read it. And uh, some, some of the whistling cakes that have the whistling bottle rocks built into them, mm-hmm. they do have a plastic cellophane over the top, and uh, you do have to remove that, yes. Okay. Uh, because I know of somebody that did not, uh, and this stuff that you have is like a lot lighter. Uh, this was like a heavier plastic. Right. They, sometimes they yeah, put that over to protect the bottle rockets. Uh, they lit the cake, and the whole cake went up at once. It was really pretty. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody down below, we were shooting up, up on a hillside. Yep. 
And everybody that was watching down below said it was a cool thing because you just saw these silhouettes <laughs> with the fireworks exploding behind <laughs> us. <laughs> All diving for cover. And I hope nobody got hurt. Nope. Just a couple of skin knees. Uh, now, uh, as far as clearings go, uh, I guess that depends, you know, how big the clearing would definitely, you know, what type of cakes you have. Yeah. Like, uh, what's that one, uh, Scatterbrain, that you have? That shoots pretty far off. Oh, yeah, that shoots far to the left and right. Uh, I call those Tommy gun cakes, or Z cakes, they call them professionally. Uh, they Z back and forth very fast, and uh, you do need quite a bit of clearing. You know, I tell everybody to make sure they have, you know, 150 feet on each side. And that's overkill, but it, it's better to have more than, than less. Yeah. You don't want the stuff, you know, lighting it off on the inside of a backyard that's surrounded by fence. Exactly, or trees. You know, or trees. And that's the next question. What type of overhead things should people be aware of? Well, you got to watch out for the trees. Uh, airplanes, if you live near an airport, you know, you want to be... Uh, you want to be proactive. You want to make sure you know uh, where you're shooting your fireworks off at so you don't, you don't make anybody mad. And one thing that a lot of people forget are those you know, little pesky black wires that run through the air, too. Oh, yeah, telephone poles. Yeah. <laughs> Power lines. <laughs> Power lines. <laughs> because uh, you can bounce a mortar round off of one of those lines, and it will come right back down into your lap. Ricochet. Yes, they will. Or onto your roof or some other place. That's right. Uh now, okay, let's see. I'll tell you what. We've got to uh, do another quick break. And, uh, yeah, we've got a couple more minutes of uh, commercials here that we have to get through. And we'll come back and we'll talk about some more of this stuff here. And maybe we'll have enough time to open up the uh, phone lines if somebody else has a question. So if uh, you do have a question about uh, fireworks, uh, be it legalities, safe way of uh, lighting them off, uh, we're not going to do prices. Sorry, Luke. Uh <laughs> But, you know, anything along uh, the those lines, uh, go ahead and give us a call. Uh, shoot us a text at Better Hearing Center Talking Text Line is 608-785-7914. And we'll be right back here at 1410 WIZM in just a minute. We're back. And uh, tonight we're talking to Luke Marco about, uh, you know, firework safety and legalities and, uh, you know, just some good around, good information about, you know, uh, uh, what's the best way to uh, have a good time without, you know, winding up with missing digits or, you know, going to the hospital with, you know, burnt embers in your eyes and stuff like that. And I imagine that's got to be a big-time uh, deal for kids with sparklers, too. Oh, yeah. Is having those hot uh, sparks come out and them in the uh, eyes. Yeah, that and smoke bombs, too. Uh, you know, you yeah, smoke up. bombs. Everybody thinks it's just smoke. No, you get a good flame out of that. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, the other funny thing about smoke bombs, have you ever met Cheyenne or Dog? Yes. Black and white? Yeah, uh, we were tossing smoke bombs out one one here. Oh, no. <laughs> and, you know, the little round ones, the fun ones uh, for the kids. Yeah. And we've got this black and white dog, Cheyenne. <laughs> And uh, she likes to go out and roll around in smelly things and lawns and, uh, you know, be it dead worms, bird crap, you know, whatever, I guess. <laughs> uh, the things that dogs like to get scent on them with. And I guess uh, they like the smell of the grass after a smoke bomb's been on it. Oh, okay. 
Except, you know how that color comes off on the grass? <laughs> oh, no. Well, it comes off the grass onto the dog as well. Oh, goodness gracious. And Cheyenne looked like an Easter egg. It was the funniest thing in the world. A tie-dye dog. Yeah, tie-dye dog. <laughs> Jerry Garcia, the puppy dog. Uh, that was cool. <laughs> okay, uh, back to fireworks safety. Uh, now, we proper way of uh, setting off the cakes and mortars, we've covered that. Okay, when you're shooting off uh, mortars, what is the proper length of time that you should have between shots in a tube? Well, that's, you know, that's when you're shooting the uh, Class C consumer-grade uh, fireworks, um, you know, you should give it a, at least 30, 40 seconds before you reload them. And uh, I try and tell people not to reload them. Uh, when people come and get uh, mortar to, mortars from us, I tell them to save the tubes for next year. Mm-hmm. That, way, that way they have more tubes. Because uh, the more tubes you have, uh, the safer your show is going to be. In. With one exception, cardboard tubes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Never be. save a cardboard tube. Yeah, get rid of the cardboard. Uh, the uh, heavy-duty plastic. Uh, High-density high polyethylene. Uh, yeah. It's called HDPE and then fiberglass are the, mm-hmm. are the good ones. And those last year after year after year. Absolutely. I've never had a high-density polyethylene tube. I've never had one melt or anything. So mm-hmm. we've been able to use them for years. But you have had some come in. Oh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. why don't you explain why? Well, if you uh, if you take and load one of those shells upside down, um, and that's where we were talking about the, 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 what the PVC earlier, mm-hmm. uh, shrapnel, um, well, with the high-density polyethylene, it doesn't. There is no shrapnel, and that's why we don't use PVC. Do not use PVC ever as a mortar tube because if something does happen, um, it doesn't take the stress like high-density polyethylene or fiberglass, and you end up with shrapnel, and shrapnel can, uh, can hurt, hurt you. a lot. Yeah, it can hurt you bad. But, uh, yeah, uh, even though uh, with the high-density, it'll still blow a hole through the stuff. Oh, absolutely. And I imagine it would be pretty scary to be around that. Oh, yeah. Going off. Yep. Uh, now, the other thing that I've always found, too, especially uh, with some of the, like, uh, the Excalibur shells, uh, after the uh, round goes off, you always have this little round piece of cardboard. Yep. That's left, you know, down in the bottom of the mortar yep. tube. That's the lift charge. And I've always thought it's probably the better idea to take your... Uh, Tubes, tap them upside down, get all that foreign material out of there. Absolutely. Just like a shotgun, you know, you're not going to want to have any foreign material in there if you've got a round coming up through it. That's right. It'll stop the round from going up as high as it needs to before it goes off. Okay. Now, uh, I would imagine that this would depend on uh, uh, what procedures you would follow would be different for cakes or mortars. Uh or even fountains, for that matter, too. What if you've got a misfire, a bad fuse? Um, well, we tell people just to stay away from them. If you light a fuse and it starts to go and all of a sudden it stops, the best thing to do is keep your head away from the top, obviously. Uh, stay away from it. Leave it alone. Don't try and relight it. That's where the accidents happen. Um, you know, it's only 5 10 bucks, and it's, it's not worth going into the hospital uh, with a burn. Mm-hmm. Over a over a mislit fuse, so yeah. just get rid of it. Pour water on it. It's at that pour point. water down the tube if it's a mortar. Absolutely. Then get it out. And, oh, never use a wet uh, mortar tube. Either. Yeah, yeah, that's a bad idea. You have to dry that out. And take a you know some paper towels and you know a stick and dry it out that yeah, way there. Yeah, absolutely. But never 
dump water down one of those things or use it if uh, it got wet from rain or some idiot running by with a beer or what have you. Absolutely. Uh, okay, now, uh, what about cakes? Cakes, what I tell people to do after the cakes have been lit off is uh, pour water on them, uh, you know, and leave them sit overnight. You know, don't go throw them in the back of your truck or uh, or even don't throw them in a fire either. A lot of people will burn their cakes, and what happens is if there is any shells in that cake uh, that didn't go off for some reason, you're going to be sitting around your fire, and all of a sudden somebody's going to get shot with a mm-hmm. shell. And uh, not only is it going to scare everybody, but it's going to hurt. Mm-hmm. And uh, if it's going to go that way, too, it's not going to necessarily go in the right direction. That's right. Uh, Okay, uh, so let's see. Uh, now, cool down period. Okay, overnight uh, for the cakes. Now, uh, say you get a cake that uh, doesn't, uh, the fuse goes out. Now, you've got an obvious, it's a decent cake. Uh, the fuse stopped burning, you know, say you've got an inch of fuse sticking out of the uh, cake. Okay. Uh, left over. Uh, can you do anything with that? Well, yeah, you you can. I mean, what I do is I'll just leave it aside, and I'll save it for another time. I'll let it go a night, and then I'll cut it open. I'll make sure the fuse is still connected. And you can always add fuse to fuse. Uh, we use duct tape. It uh, works great. Um, sounds funny, but it works. Uh, you take two fuses together that way, and one fuse likes the other. So you can uh, you can make it and reuse it again. And, um, you know, if... If you got an inch and a half of fuse left, you can try and relight it, but you need to keep your head away from the cake. Yeah, definitely like use one of those um, stick long stick lighters. Yep, absolutely. You don't want to sit there with your cigarette holding it up to it. Uh, that's a bad that idea. Be a good idea. No, bad idea. Not a good idea at all. Uh, I can tell you a thousand other wrong things to do yeah, with just right. personal experience, but uh, <laughs> uh, the other thing I never liked using are the uh, punks. Oh, no, those are very dangerous. I, just the idea, and if you're not, uh, if you don't know what I'm talking about, uh, they used to give them away with fireworks. Yeah, many yeah. Years, uh, and they were just right out cattails, weren't they? Yeah, pretty much. You yeah. stick from uh, the inside stick, you get up through all the fluff, and you've got that dried stick left over, and that's what a punk was. And uh, you light it, it burns for a long time, and you hold the glowing end to the fuse. Yep. It's hard enough to hold a cigar to the fuse That's in the right. dark. Yep. Let alone a little tiny thing that is, you know, not much bigger than the uh, tip of a pencil. And, yeah, you've got to get your eyes right down there next to it yeah. at that point. Yep. That's yeah. not a good thing. No, it's very dangerous. I, we, people ask me for punks all the time, and um, I, I don't give them away. I know a lot of places still do, and I just I think it's about the most dangerous thing you could possibly give somebody to light up a firework with. Hmm. Okay. Well, I greatly appreciate coming in, Luke. Uh, we've got about a minute and a half left uh, to show you my appreciation. Why don't you go ahead and cut yourself a uh, commercial here? Where can we come see you at? Well, we, uh, we've got a big location at N5570 Frontage Road on Alaska, which is right in front of Floor Crafters. And we've also got a location um, on 4735 Mormon Cooley Road, La Crosse. That's right outside of All-Star Lane's bowling alley. And uh, we're open 24 hours by phone. You can call my number, 608-792-2896. 
and our normal hours of operation are from 8 a.m. to 12 p.m. at night, both locations. And we will be opening a safe and sane tent in Homan, right in front of Cordell's um, on Highway 35 in Homan. Okay. And, uh, yeah, anytime that anybody has a question about uh, fireworks, feel free to stop by. If Luke's not there, uh, there's plenty of cards with his phone number uh, on it. Uh, they'll hand them out and uh, you know, give them a call. Luke would much rather have safe customers as return customers and have you come in and buy a couple of things and blow yourself up. That's right. <laughs> okay, that's going to take care of the show for this week. We will be back here next week, and I'll be back here tomorrow morning with uh, the Plant Doctor Show. But until then, we will see you back on Lacrosse Talk next Friday night.